The following program is being brought to you on the World Talk Radio Network. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit worldtalkradio.com. The World Talk Radio Network, where the world comes to talk. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the World Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Ready to be inspired, uplifted, and motivated to greatness? It's time for Star Style. Be the star you are. With your effervescent personal growth coaches, the Oprah of the Airwaves, Cynthia Bryan, and health specialist, Heather Brittany. Define your vision, discover your passion, and design your future in this power-packed hour of life-changing talk radio. Featuring authors and success experts dedicated to helping you achieve the results you deserve. Be entertained, edutained, encouraged, and empowered. Smile, have fun, and celebrate you. Explore your potential and embrace your possibilities with your hosts, Cynthia Bryan and Heather Brittany on Star Style. Be the star you are, starting right now. Well, good day, all you power partners out there. Welcome to Radio's Finest Hour of Power. It's Star Style. Be the star you are. A program of positive book talk. My name is Cynthia Bryan. And I'm Heather Brittany. And we are your personal growth success coaches with you every week, every Thursday from 3 to 4 p.m. Pacific, live right here on World Talk Radio. We know you have a plan for your life. We know you've set goals and you know where you want to go. But since there are some detours, we want to help you get there, get back on the right path. We're going to help you shoot for the stars and empower you to do that. The Miracle Moment for today is brought to you by the 9th Annual Be the Star You Are National Essay Contest, which is launching today with a theme of benevolence and compassion. You can win dollars, radio interviews here and on our uh, teen show, Express Yourself, as well as books, publications, promotions, and more. So enter today. It's sponsored by U.S. Bank. For guidelines, go to starstyleradio.com and click on events or visit btsya.org. And the Miracle Moment is from Solomon and from Ecclesiastes 2.24. A man can do no better than to eat and drink and find satisfaction in his work. Well, Heather and I have a terrific program lined up for you today. It is all about finding satisfaction in our daily life. In our first segment, though, we're going to discuss the sound of silence and the importance of taking care of our ears and our hearing. We're going to learn to have a great day every day in segment two with author Father Alan Phillip and his very inspiring book, From Bliss to Smiles to Joy. And in our final part of the hour, I will show you how to be more confident for a positive, powerful, possibility-filled life. So please sit back, put up your feet. Well, if you're at work, you may not be able to, but, you know, pretend. Uh, Turn up the volume and get ready to be inspired, motivated, enriched, and encouraged because it is the Star Style Power Party Playpen. (laughs) I love all those alliterations, Heather. 
<laughs> so noise pollution, it is all around us, from uh, cars honking to iPods blaring to jet planes taking off and landing. We are bombarded by a cacophony of loudness to the point that many of us don't even notice it anymore. Not paying attention to booming noise is detrimental to our hearing as well as to our health. So in Health Matters, Heather is going to talk to us about the importance of the sound of silence and give us a few tips on how to create a quiet zone in our environments. So besides putting our fingers to our lips and saying, shh, Heather, what can we do to protect our hearing and protect our health? Well, exactly. What you're saying more is that we've actually created this loud world for us, and we don't even realize how many um, distractions we have. And actually, um, the original where noise comes from is the Latin word navia, which, as we all know, there's been times when it's so loud that you feel nauseous, that you go to that loud concert or there's, you know, the blaring of car alarms where you're just like, ugh, God. And it disrupts so much in our life um, besides just our hearing ability. Um, we know that, you know, we hear alarm clocks going off. It's the middle of the night, a car alarm's going off. And you don't feel well and you don't sleep well. And actually, high noise levels um, contribute to um, our, you know, cardiovascular, hypertension, um, rise in blood pressure. It's actually um, something that's interesting is firefighters are at higher risk of having heart attacks because in the middle of the night they're sleeping and the loud alarms, the fire bell goes off, um, and it wakes them, you know, in, in such uh, in such a jolting way. Um, that affects everyone in this way that your heart, you're not supposed to be um, alerted like that so shockingly. Um, that's actually one tip I was going to say for getting up in the morning. I know I'm I'm terrible about this. I have one of those horrifically annoying alarms that awakes me. Um, but something that they actually recommend. But do you actually need the alarm? I mean, I've kind of I've taught myself over the years now just to wake up to tell myself to get up at 4:30 or 5:30, whatever time it is. And then I I maybe I don't sleep as well when I do that. But I can't stand alarms. Do you still I, use that crazy alarm? I feel for myself, personally, I don't have that natural ability to just say, oh, you know, I have to get up at 8 o'clock. I feel when there's something really important, I have to catch a 6 a.m. flight. I won't be able to sleep. I wake up every two hours. But that's, again, that's detrimental to your health because I'm not sleeping. I'm tossing and turning. I'm fearful. I don't have that ability to just every day wake up at the same time. I need I need that little push of an alarm. Um, but my partner and my brother has one of those alarms that, it slowly, music comes on and slowly it increases. And they are some of ones with natural light that um, slowly, you know, the light gets brighter and brighter in the room. So it's similar to waking up um, into natural light, which is healthier for your body. It's less of, um, you know, a jolt, per se. And, and that's something, too, is we've created these scenarios for us. Um, after, you know, the Industrial Revolution, as you think, there was cars and planes and automobiles and um, that's actually something uh, that, you know, affects other parts of the life, like in real estate. I know um, in San Diego, being right there, right next to um, the airport, there were these beautiful homes, but they're right over um, the flying, the fly zone. And you'd be, you know, they have some really cute little outdoor side restaurants, and you'd be there talking, and then, oh, my God, I don't know if you've ever had just a plane 
right next to an airport, go directly over it. Oh, it's horrible. I remember I, I when I was going to San Diego, you know, for the radio show every week, I would uh, I would rent my car. I think it was dollar rent a car. I'm not giving them a plug, but their lot was right there, right like a, the across the street from the runway and the planes would come in you literally thought they were going to hit the building and it was so loud my ears would just roar so I learned to put earplugs in the minute I got on the plane and I never took them off until I was out of renting the car and on the freeway <laughs> it was horrible I don't know how, how they worked there that was like a terrible thing yeah and you know and that's something when it gets to hearing loss is actually one of the most preventable um illnesses or, you know, effects on our health, something that we can prevent. And something similar to it is a lot of people don't realize it. at our young age, you know, we go to loud concerts, we listen to loud music, we go um, you know, to loud bars and we're yelling, we're not talking to each other, we're yelling across so we can hear each other and it just becomes so comfortable. Similar like when you, if something smells bad and after you're in that room for a while you don't smell it anymore. When you're in a loud area, you don't even understand it and it's something hearing similar to skin cancer um, doesn't affect us for many years later when we start having hearing loss and we start hearing ringing in our ears. And so there are so many preventable ways. Unfortunately, hearing isn't something that you can get it to come back. When it's gone, it's gone. And, you you know, you don't really miss something until it's gone. Um, I actually carry, um, I picked them up at a, a concert, and a lot of times they'll sell them at concerts for a dollar or 50 cents. Um, I will actually bring with me, if they have them there, at wet concerts, bring earplugs. I have very sensitive ears, I think because I've gone to so many loud concerts that now it just seems too loud for me. So I um, I don't feel embarrassed. You know, I used to, there used to be that thing sort of like how kids don't want to wear helmets, it's not cool. Well, so many, um, you know, big uh, punk and rock and roll things do a lot of plugs, uh, excuse the pun, but um, for earplugs. Uh, that they're sponsored by it, and they wear it, and it kind of gives this thing of, oh, wearing earplugs are cool. So at concerts that go to now, they'll, they'll either have them for free or for maybe a dollar top. And I use them um, just because you can, it's still amazing how loud the concerts still are. You know, I'm really glad to hear that you're doing that because in our day when we would go to concerts, they didn't hand them out nor did they sell them. And I think that's why so many people today uh, that are parent, you know, parents' age, are they're they're deaf, <laughs> or they have a hard time hearing because they were at so many rock concerts. And I do the same thing. I put uh, earplugs in all the time because I want to protect my ears. You can still hear the music, but it, at least it's not at a decibel like a chainsaw. No, it's it's crazy how loud it's. Still is, and I don't. I guess I said I originally I thought you know I didn't want to seem obnoxious because I remember I like first went to a really loud concert and I was like God, I my ears hurt. Like I'm having to plug my ears um, with my fingers, and then out in the convention center they sold it, and I started feeling like you know what I'm gonna use, and no one you shove them in your ears, no one sees them. Um, I actually just recently went to a movie. I did not have them with me, and I was I I realized why. Going to movies, I actually felt nauseous. It is so loud at movie theaters, and there's no way you can't ask them to turn it down. And I actually was having to put my fingers in my ear just like that. And afterwards, kind of having a headache, kind of feeling dizzy from it. Um, so, you know, that's something just to kind of keep in mind of always kind of keeping them in your in your purse or in your wallet, whatever. Keep them in the car if you know you're going out. Um, as in, you know, if you're in an area, 
if you work in an area where it isn't really loud, you know, if you work in a loud bar or if you work, it's okay to have, you know, keep one ear plug in or have earmuffs and things. It's really just protecting um, your ears and being aware of your situation. Also, loud, loud music. I think a lot of times people are turning up their music so loud because they are not hearing it properly. Um, some things have, you know, I know phones and stuff now only go up to a certain decimal because there is um, such a high chance that you are damaging your eardrums and you're not aware of it. So just being, you know, cautious of that. And I just wanted to bring in, too, Heather, when you're giving all these great tips of the importance of parents to uh, to role model for their children as well as let children know that there are good listening skills that they can learn and that it doesn't have to be loud, you know, that they don't have to have the loud music, they don't have to have the video games all popping around, etc. And I like your idea of carrying around, you know, earplugs. I think that's a, a good one. I know I keep a, a pair in my purse. Sometimes I just don't want to hear what's out there. I want the sound of silence. Yeah, and something, you know, interesting too, you know, talking about being good role models and, you know, protecting your kids, protecting your pets as well. Um, just because pets take on a lot of stress and actually, um, noise, when there's, um, you know, noise that isn't natural, it can actually increase their risk of death because it alters, um, their predator and prey detection and avoidance. When they can't hear properly, they can't properly navigate, you know, what is predator, what is prey. And over time, um, potential hear loss in uh, animals can lead to situations where, you know, they won't be able to detect if they walk into the street, they won't be able to hear a car, you know, until in time or um, you're calling them you know, and they can get lost, things like that. And again, if they're going to be attacked by another animal. And additionally, loud noises can just cause stress on smaller animals um, and they're more at risk you know, for heart attacks, such as with, you know, bunnies and small dogs and small cats. So, um, creating a safe environment for your animal as well. Um, you know, just be really aware of, of what you have um, going on. Well, that's on. really important information because, as we all know, animals give us quality of life. Life, and then you know, the more that we love nature, and the more we embrace nature and all the animals and plants, because we all are one and protect everything. I think the happier we're going to be. We're going to have to go to break here, but I just wanted to give. A little bit of how loud is it? I thought this is quite interesting. A jet plane, the average decibels is 120 decibels. A rock concert is 112. And a leaf blower is 106. So just in case you're thinking that those things are not loud, just think about it. How if you are, you know, (laughs) a jet taking off. Is is that amount and your rock concert and that leaf blower that the, your, the gardeners are using is the same amount, just like a chainsaw. So we have to be careful. Well, Heather, wonderful health segment, as always. Would you give out the websites, please? Most definitely. We want you to go to BeautistDiore.org as well as BeautistDiore.com. And when we come back from break... We are going to meet Mr. Possibilitarian himself, Father Alan Phillip, who has penned a fantastic book that will help us all have more bliss and turn our smiles into joyfulness every day. My name is Cynthia Bryan. And that's Heather Brittany. And you're listening to Star Style. Be the star you are. We will be right back. Star you are. The star you Have to stay.
stay linked to your desktop or laptop, take World Talk Radio on the go and listen anywhere. Get our mobile app for iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android at the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. Be the star you are. Light up the flame that burns. Get a positive prescription for living and discover a cure for adversity when you make a difference in the lives of others by donating to Be the Star You Are, a 501c3 top-rated charity dedicated to empowering women, families, and youth through increased literacy, positive media, and tools for living. www.bethestarur.org. All donations are tax deductible. www.bethestarur.org. Be the lucky star. Are you a teenager with lots to say, but no one to talk to? Let your creativity explode and your voice be heard on the radio program Express Yourself, a show by teens, for teens, and about teens. No topic is off limits as you connect with teens with attitude. Check out Express Yourself on the Voice America Kids channel. And join our global community where teens talk and the world listens. www.btsya.com You can express yourself. This business of show business is calling out to me. Get started acting or modeling with a consultation from media coach extraordinaire Cynthia Bryant, who has guided entertainment careers for over two decades. Call 925-377-STAR or visit www.cynthiabryan.com. Pick up a copy of her award-winning book, The Business of Show Business, and start living your dreams today. Call 925-377-STAR. 925-377-STAR. Be the star you are. You are the Get ready to be inspired, entertained, and motivated to greatness with positive, uplifting, life-changing talk radio. Turn up the volume. Tune in to the Power Hour on Star Style. Be the star you are. Now, back to the program with the Oprah of the airwaves, Cynthia Bryan. You'll find all you need. Well, we sure appreciate you listening to Star Style, Be the Star You Are, where every week we bring you the pioneers on the planet who are making a difference in our lives through their uplifting words and deeds. Do you ever feel sad or depressed? Yes, I'm sure you're nodding. We're human after all. But if you're feeling a little more sad than glad, the book From Blues to Smiles to Joy will help you have a great day every day. Written by Passionist Catholic Priest Father Alan Phillip, this 30 short chapters of wit and wisdom and passion and compassion will connect you to your happy soul. Welcome, Father Alan, to Star Style. Be the star you are. Thank you. Nice to be with you. Well, I am glad to have you with us today, and I'm really excited to talk about your book because what struck me immediately when I first opened the book was you wasted no time at all to get to the practical, everyday stresses and blues that plague us all. And such, you know, those times when we have zero motivation or we just want to crawl under the covers and keep our eyes shut. And I loved what you said at the very first photo was, become a possibilitarian. (laughs) And I know you had this quote from Norman Vincent Peale, which has been an inspiration to so many of us. But why don't we, first of all, consider and talk about 
if it's not clinical depression, because that is beyond the scope of the book, but we're just feeling down, what are some of the things that lead to depression, whether it's emotional or spiritual or psychological or physical? What are the things that we as humans experience? And I know that you've been you've been helping people for almost 50 years, so I'm sure you've seen it all by now. I think one of the uh, common causes of depression is uh, negative self-talk. People put themselves down. They feel like they're a failure. Uh, they can't do things or that nobody likes them. And part of the approach is to just get rid of that stuff, turn it off, and talk about uh, the things that we have done well, uh, can do well, that I'm a good person, God loves me, and I can accomplish much in my life. Positive self-talk is one thing to get us out of the doldrums. Uh, you know, I, I completely agree with you, Father, because I've always felt that so often we are our own worst critic, mm-hmm. and we're the people that we beat up on ourselves more than anything else. And um, the, when we can turn our negatives into positives and realize that we are a gift and because we're made in God's likeness, you know, and we're a child of God, we have greatness within us. So we, and we, we have an obligation to share that with the world. I use an example with uh, kids because uh, sometimes they're bullied in school and they feel depressed or upset because people don't uh, like them or picking on them. I said, I'm six foot four. If somebody comes up to me and says, hi, shorty, they must have a problem with their eyes. They do not see that I'm tall. If they say I'm ugly or stupid, I can say the same thing. It's not true. Look at the good things I've done. Look at what I, what I hope to do in the future. Look at the possibilities I have. I'm a good person, and I don't believe the negative things they say about me. Those are important things. We have to just decide for ourselves that we know who we are, and then we're going to believe that other people can't hurt us in that way. Although you talk about in your book, you know that saying when we were growing up, sticks and stones will break my bones and words will never hurt me. Words hurt more than anything. I always say words break your heart. So this is where we have to have the confidence to know what our strengths are. One of the best examples, I think, is uh, Abraham Lincoln, because when he was running for office, people called him all sorts of names, baboon and uh, stupid and uh, two-faced liar and so forth. And he just knew who he was. And he said, I'm going to do something worthwhile with my life, and this is not going to stop me. So self-confidence and a good self-image is very key to uh, dealing with criticism. Well, throughout your book, From Blues to Smiles to Joy, How to Have a Great Day Every Day, and we're talking to Alan Phillip. He is the author of this book. In each short chapter, you have quotes, which I am a quote maniac. I have been collecting them since I was a child. I wrote a book called Miracle Moments. We have Miracle Moments on this show. And to me, they illustrate these quotes and little words of wisdom illustrate so much what we need to bring into our own lives. And this alone is a reason for people to pick up this book because you've already gone through some of the greatest quotes that (laughs) are out there. And, you know, just by when you just read these quotes or you read these stories about people who have failed often, you know, like Colonel Sanders or Dr. Seuss or Thomas Edison, and you realize they never looked at it as failure. They were just looking like Edison, this is just, what, uh, 1,199 
times to find the right filament for the light bulb. Do I have that right? Something like that, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I love that he did not accept the failure. He did not accept that he was a failure. He just hadn't gotten there yet. So He learned, he learned what but, didn't work, so it's just a matter of finding what works. That's right. That's the thing. Now, you do in, uh, you talk about that there are five starting questions that people should ask themselves if they're feeling depressed. And they are, they seem to be so critical because our health is critical. And those questions are, are you getting enough sleep? Are you eating a balanced meal? Are you getting your enough exercise? Are you playing? And are you getting enough light? And the one, I wanted to focus on and is play. You talk about play here in your book and I love the story of the the man who goes to heaven and to St. Peter's and St. Peter asks him what he did in his life and he has this whole litany of all the hard work he did and all the charity he did and everything he did for everybody and St. Peter says, but when did you have any fun? Oh, I had no time for fun. That's such a great story. And St. Peter says, well, then you can't get into heaven. you got to go back and do it over again. Yeah, so talk to us about the importance of play, because to me, that's why we call this the playpen, the playground, the power hour, is because if you're not having fun, life is not worth living. I think children teach us that lesson. They instinctively go out and play, and in the process, they're full of wonder, they're full of joy, they're full of energy. The minute we stop doing that, we start getting overwhelmed by the difficulties of life and the troubles of life. So whether it's uh, something as simple as uh, going for a walk and enjoying nature or something more intense with playing tennis or racquetball, uh, playing cards, uh, going to a movie, so many ways that we just kind of get our minds off the troubles of life and see the beauty and goodness of uh, everyday living. Yeah, I think this is it's it's really important. And another thing, the, besides the play, to really have a, a positive self-image and to enjoy life more, is to get away from toxic people and toxic situations. That's another area you address in your book. And I think well, sometimes we get stuck, Alan, in this idea of oh, well, this has been a friend. But if that friend is toxic to you then they're not a friend anymore. And it is time to to either help them get some help if they're willing to change or to move on. Yeah, there's people create an atmosphere by their attitudes and their uh, looks. And if people are constantly drawing us down because they're negative people, uh, one, try to help them get positive. But if they refuse to, then just avoid them because they're going to draw everybody down into their level of sadness. And what many people don't realize, I think, is that uh, when we talk about people who are toxic, so often we think, oh, it's going to be an acquaintance or a business colleague or something. Hey, we could be married to that person. You know, it could yeah. be our mother, our father, our brother, our sister, our child. And it doesn't mean that we have to completely avoid them, but we just don't share our inner light with them anymore because it's much easier to bring somebody down than to bring somebody up. Yeah. And what your book is all about, From Bliss to Smiles to Joy, is how to have a great day every day. So it's about finding your own joy and deciding that that's important in your life. One of my favorite quotes in the book is from Mark Twain. He said, the best way to cheer yourself up is to try to cheer somebody else up. And I think you when know, you, when you run uh, would you talk who, about that? Because I, I was just going to get to this point of how often, you know, when somebody, you're trying to talk to somebody and they, you know, you say, oh, I'm not feeling well today. And then they go, oh, well, let me tell you about my problems. <laughs> right. And then they go on and it's like, you really, you really, you just wanted somebody to listen to you. Yeah. But 
one of the greatest ways, it, it's really the paradox of life, is that the more you give to others, the more that you give to yourself. So if you find, you know, if you're not feeling so great, go out and help someone who is in worse circumstances. And immediately you get this incredible pleasure because it perhaps it's because you feel needed, you feel valuable, you're able to contribute. When you see that you brought a smile to somebody else, made them laugh, it just makes you feel, hey, I did something worthwhile today. I brought them out of the doldrums that they were in. Hey, I'm a pretty good person for doing that. It works both ways, yeah. It does. And I, I, we have a rule here on this show that Heather usually announces at the beginning of the hour. And the three rules are we have to smile, have fun, and be willing to be wild and crazy. <laughs> And the smiling is what you just said. You know, if you're smiling, you can't be sad. And if you smile at someone else, very often that will, that's like a mirror and they mirror it back to you. So, you know, it's like fake it till you make it. Even if you're not feeling that happy, if you put a smile on your face, it, you can't frown because the muscles won't go that way. The more you play, the more you're having fun, the better life is. And the wild and crazy is, we have to learn to take measured risks and in order to grow in life, you know, to go out on that limb because that's where the fruit is. In one of your chapters, you talk about managing anger. And mm. to me, this is a really important chapter, Alan, because we see it today with everyone's stressed, crazy, busy schedules, especially the road rage. Oh. And no one's taken a responsibility. Will you discuss how to manage anger in a positive, collaborative kind of way. Road rages are so common, it's a good place to start. I advise people to get mad at the action and say a prayer for the person. The action was stupid, he cut me off and made a mistake, but maybe he's got to go to the bathroom, maybe he's got to visit his sick mother. I don't know what's going on in his mind. I can get mad at the action, say a prayer for the person, and then realize um, I'm not going to do the same kind of action myself. We can learn from other's mistakes and realize they're not into. Uh, we can't judge why they did it. One of the uh, well, and another thing with the road rage too is it. You know, they can't hear you. You could be yelling and <laughs> screaming, and all that's happening is you're raising your own blood pressure. Yeah. My husband gets into this whole road rage thing, and it makes me crazy when I'm with him. I'm like, honey, just relax. I mean. Who's getting, who's hurt right now? You I, I, and me. <laughs> the other person has no clue that you're upset. Oh. I worked for a while with prisoners when I was younger and realized they didn't have the same kind of gifts in life that I was blessed with parents and faith and education. And I'd maybe not judge anybody because we don't realize what's going on in people's mind, how free they are, how where they are. There's a quote I also use in the book by uh, William Longfellow. He says, if we knew the secret history of our enemies, we'd find suffering and sorrow enough to dispel all hostility. If we just knew what was going on in people's minds, we'd be more patient, more forgiving, and more understanding. Even for something as simple as road rage, like I said, maybe the guy's got to go to an important meeting and he doesn't realize what he's doing. God bless him. You know, life will go on. It's not that big a deal. And, you know, it's interesting how when we do get angry, it's usually like a flash in the pan. Yeah. You, you really forget about it a few minutes later. And is it really worth having your heart racing faster, your blood pressure raising, you know, and upsetting anyone else who might be in the car with you? Or worse yet, maybe causing an accident because now you're in a, 
a heightened state. So we have to learn to ang- uh, to manage our anger. I also, getting back to Abraham Lincoln, I really liked the story you had in the book about writing a letter, and you told a story about Abraham Lincoln, and how when you're angry to write a letter, and then don't send it. Just totally, burn yeah. it up. Sure. Rip it up or burn it up. Very active. Throwing it up is a good ritual because it just gets it off our mind, off our uh, emotions, and throw it away. Well, it's the same thing when a relationship ends or you go through a, a really tough thing. I had a student that I was coaching and who had been in a, a, a young girl, but her heart was broken. And she actually had a burial. She actually went out in her backyard and dug a hole and put in the love letters and all this after the relationship had ended and had a little funeral and put a cross on it. Yeah. And I said to her, you know, that was a really great way to, to do a closure. Sure. Because it, it was it was uh, gratifying to you to say it's over, and at the same time it wasn't harming anyone else, and you were able to move on. I, I suggest people take a big rock, put their anger on top of that, and throw it over the side of a hill, or crush, crush up a piece of paper, or put it in a wastebasket. That's my anger; it's gone out, and go on. Those are those are really great. Uh, those are great ways to do it. We are talking to Alan Phillip. His book is From Bliss to Smiles to Joy, How to Have a Great Day Every Day. And this is his second book. He is a, uh, a passionist priest. And at the, it, what is it? At, you're at uh, Madre Dolorosa Community in yes. Sierra Madre? The retreat house called Madre Dolorosa. The Dolorosa. retreat, yes. Yes. And tell us what, what goes on there at the retreat home. Well, we have a 100-room facility here. Right now we've got uh, about 60 kids making a retreat, high school kids. There's a group of uh, a small group of theologians discussing uh, things for just a day's workshop. On weekend retreats, we have men coming uh, for from Friday to Sunday for a, you know very intense uh, spiritual experience and gives a chance to uh, have the benefit of quiet. We have a quiet retreat house here on weekends, and people uh, need to get rid of noise for a while and get their life together by uh, reflecting, praying, sharing, and sleeping. <laughs> Right. Well, you know, on our first segment, we talked about the sound of silence and how today we are living in just a cacophony of oh, yeah. noise. And we've brought it on ourselves. And it's it's really harming our health, our relationships, everything. Everybody's talking. Nobody's listening. And it's time to be quiet. And I, I remember so much how valuable these retreats were to me when I was a teenager. I just loved it. And I thought it's it's a great way to get back to center and to really put your, you know, to, to contemplate on who you are and get in touch with your inner self, which is critical to what you're talking about and to every human being. And we do need to connect with others. Will you talk to us, Alan, for a minute about the importance of having a dream? Ah, it gives us meaning, gives us energy, gives us uh, a direction to focus our, our thoughts and our time. I think everybody needs to have a dream that focuses away from themselves onto the betterment of our society, our community, our family, uh, whatever it might be that we're, we're close to. Uh, without that, uh, life becomes very uh, disjointed. We begin running in circles. We need a focus, a purpose, and we need to uh, bring other people into the team, work with us, and it becomes a joy to be with other people following the same kind of vision. 
Uh, no, I can't of, imagine not. I can't imagine not living without something to look forward to. Yeah. You know, and that's what that is. I want to ask if someone is feeling depressed. I mean, really depressed, where you know they don't want to get out of bed in the morning. They just want to pull those covers up, or no matter what anyone does or says, they're feeling just so sad. What is the first thing that they could do to help with their healing and their growth? My suggestion is first realize that they're not alone. Uh, like I mentioned, Lincoln, there's uh, Churchill, uh, Princess Diana, Mozart, a lot of famous people went through depression, but they dealt with it and were able to do a lot of good things in their life. So we're not facing these things uh, you know, alone. We're in good company. Secondly, I suggest people see a medical doctor just to make sure there's nothing physical causing their problems because it could be a unreactive thyroid or vitamin deficiency or hormone imbalance that makes them feel down. The main thing is they've got to talk to somebody. Uh, search out a good listener and just uh, let out their uh, anxieties and fears and realize they're not facing it alone. Somebody is, you know, helping them walk with this. And finally, read my book. It's <laughs> my suggestion. Well, I, this is the one thing I have to really say this is that I feel that this is an anti-depression book. This is the book that anyone who knows anyone who is feeling, you know, depressed, sad, down, whatever, should give from bliss to smiles to joy because from it's blues simple. To smiles. I'm sorry. From what did blues. I say? From blues. Did I say from books? I meant from blues. blues. <laughs> you said <it> bliss. <laughs> sorry. You see, we have to laugh at ourselves. I love right. making mistakes. It's great. And I'm going to give you a website. It, the website is blues to smiles.com it's all spelled out blues to smiles.com and just so that our listeners get the name of the book right from blues to smiles to joy how to have a great day every day and alan philip and philip with two l's is the author and besides your book which i really do recommend alan what would someone do if they have a friend or a family member or a colleague or a business partner that is, they really wonder, you know, they're trying to beat the business burnout or burnout in general. Would you suggest the same things that you would do for yourself is to get treatment, to seek some help, to talk about it? Yeah, I think I'd go through the basics, like I mentioned in Chapter 1 there. Are they eating, exercising, uh, sleeping, uh, playing, and so forth? Finding somebody who is a good listener. And then uh, the main thing I think to help them would be to just think about all the things that they're grateful for. You can't say thank you and have a sad look at the same time. Sometimes just the very act of gratitude, being aware of the beauty of life, our family and our friends, uh, nature all around us, uh, things we've been able to accomplish, what's uh, possible for us in the future. I like that song from Sound of Music, My Favorite Things. It's just good to go through all those things in our head and say, wow, isn't life beautiful? Despite the problems I've got, there's so much to say thank you for. That's really true. I have always encouraged people to keep a gratitude journal or something on their computer or anything and to always find something good no matter what it is. If somebody, if you've washed the dishes and someone says, oh, you did a good job washing the dishes, you know, write down, I'm a good dishwasher. I'm That's good right. in the kitchen. I mean, right. it boosts yourself up and then, and then be able just to be grateful for that moment because as you said, we, we all have something to be grateful for. And the more we're grateful for, the more we'll have to be grateful for. It's, mm-hmm. it's like abundance just comes to us when we're grateful for what we already have. And goodness knows, especially living 
in this country, we are all very, very blessed. And, you know, we have to see, we have to see the goodness in human nature and, and be thankful for what has been bestowed on us. I mentioned on my, on my website, they can get a free ebook edition of my book. So it won't cost them a thing just to read it on the screen. Oh, let's, let's give them the website once again. And then I want you to just to give, you know, to wrap it up with what you really hope for people to come out of it. Now, the website is www.blues2smiles.com. And the name of the book is From Blues to Smiles to Joy. And what is your hope that when people read this book, what do you want them to walk away with? If they're feeling depressed, I want them to walk away with the spirit of hope, that there's a way of getting out of this, and uh, it's going to be even fun doing all the things that uh, are suggested there so we can see ourselves growing. And the final quote I'd like to share comes from uh, the Dalai Lama. He said, if you want to make someone happy, show compassion. If you want to be happy, show compassion. It works both ways. And in the process, we make our world a happier place as we become happier individuals. Well, 30 ways to beat the blues and the common human experiences of depression. And you can journey toward a great day every day right here in this lovely green book with the butterfly that is a wonderful symbol. From Blues to Smiles to Joy, How to Have a Great Day Every Day by Father Alan Phillip. Alan, thank you so much for sharing all these tips and your joy here on Star Style, Be the Star You Are. And I'm excited that you ended with that quote because we just launched our ninth annual essay contest from Be the Star You Are. And the topic is benevolence and compassion. So Beautiful. That- that was a really, that's a, I, I, we feel that those are, you know, they go hand in hand and it is the best way to live a great life yourself is to have compassion for others and for yourself and learn to forgive yourself too. Thank you very much. Well, thank you so much. That was Father Alan Phillip once again from Blues to Smiles to Joy is the name of his book, Alan Phillip with two L's. My name is Cynthia Bryan. You're listening to Star Style, Be the Star You Are. And when we come back, I'm going to help you be a little bit more confident and grow your self-esteem. Don't go away. This is Star Style, Be the Star You Are. There's more to come. You are the star you What's going on behind the scenes with your favorite World Talk Radio show or host? For the latest news, visit the iRadio blog at iradioblog.com. Be the star you are. Light up the flame that burns. Make a world of difference in a world of differences when you support Be the Star You Are 501c3, a literacy and positive media charity dedicated to empowering women, families, and youth. Visit bethestaryouare.org to make a tax-deductible donation today. Everyone counts. Donate today. bethestaryouare.org. Be the lucky star you Business Bites. 
Here's Cynthia Bryan. Do you know how to make yourself happy? Well, happiness is a choice. By creating more joy and happiness in your life, you'll be a better employee or employer. Joyful people are optimistic and energetic. To help yourself on the journey to more fun in the workplace, write a to-do list every day. And at the top, write as your number one goal, enjoy myself. Recharge your batteries with enough sleep, a good, healthy diet, and social interactions. Share positive feelings and accomplishments with your peers. And respect yourself and respect others. See humor in mistakes and imperfections. Allow yourself to be playful and identify the activities that really make you happy. When you are joyful, your enthusiasm will be contagious in the company, allowing your bottom line to have more dollar signs. It does take more muscles to frown than to smile. So smile a lot. Remember, you are the star of your own performance. Turn your passions into profits. I'm Cynthia Bryan with another business bite from Star Style. For coaching appointments, call 925-377-STAR or visit StarStyleProductions.com. Are you living your dreams? Want to create a life you love but don't know how to begin? Lifestyle coach and personal growth expert Cynthia Bryan has jump-started the lives and careers of clients for over two decades with her signature Star Style consultations with personalized sessions by phone or in person. You'll turn your passions into profits. Visit www.cynthiabryan.com or call 925-377-STAR. That's cynthiabryan.com or call 925-377-7888. Cynthia Bryan is your guide on the side. www.cynthiabryan.com You can be the star you are. Looking for unique, one-of-a-kind gifts for the special woman in your life? The Carmony Collection creates handmade handbags, clutches, candles, and canvases from vintage and recycled fabrics, bangles, and beads. Be eco-friendly and fashionable with prices for all pocketbooks. Visit www.carmonycollection.com. That's Carmony with a K and Collection with a K. Or call 925-785-7827. the volume, grab a seat, and get ready to be challenged, inspired, and motivated to greatness. It's power party time on Star Style, Be the Star You Are, with your hosts, the mother-daughter dynamic duo, Cynthia Bryan and Heather Brittany. Well, thank you so much for staying with me here on Star Style, Be the Star You Are, where every week we serve up a platter of brain food. A reminder that our Be the Star You Are ninth annual national essay contest starts today. It launched today. And you can find out more at StarStyleRadio.com forward slash events or just go to BTSYA.org, click on Intersight, and you'll get the guidelines. You can win dollars, radio interviews here on StarStyle and also on our Express Yourself a teen radio show, books, publication, promotion, and more. So enter today, and we want to thank our sponsor, U.S. Bank. Again, go to BTS. YA.org. And as I said earlier, the topic this year that she'll be writing about is benevolence and compassion and how it we use it in our lives. So it's a perfect, perfect way to launch it today in this show. So now I want to help you become a little bit more confident in life because confidence is king. And sometimes it doesn't matter how smart you are, but how confident you are will determine whether or not you're going to succeed or not. 
And what's very interesting is that people who are extroverted, confident, and sometimes even overconfident are at a definite advantage in the workplace. And this has now had some very good uh, research done on it. The University of California at Berkeley, they found that people who demonstrate confidence tend to be more successful than their peers, even when those peers have greater talents and abilities. So our studies have found that overconfidence help people attain a social status. Those who believed they were better than others, even if they weren't, were given a higher place in the social ladder, and the motivation to attain higher social status, therefore, triggered that overconfidence. So what is behind this strange cycle of overconfidence that leads to success, which leads to more confidence? It's a big circle. So in a series of experiments conducted with college students, professors and administrative staff at Cal Berkeley's Haas School of Business, individuals who talked and participated more actively in group tasks were considered more competent, even when they handled the assignments less well than others. In one of the studies, the researchers asked master candidates to examine a list of historical names, events, books, poems, and identified those that they recognized. While some of the items on the list were real, others were totally invented by the researchers. Subjects who included the made-up names among those they recognized were considered to be more confident because they actually appeared to be more knowledgeable than they really were, even though what they were talking about was completely fictitious. Interesting Uh, researchers found that many of their subjects truly believed that they were more talented, more socially adept, and more skilled at their jobs than the testing actually reflected. In fact, in one study, a statistically improbable 94% of college professors concluded that their work was above average. 94%. Now, this research sheds some light on why overconfident people who, by the way, overconfident people are not normally seen as arrogant or selfish. They're just confident. And because they appear confident, they appear like they're experts. And this, the research shows why they are rewarded and even promoted more over their more talented peers. While Anderson and the other study authors surmise that their research would encourage people with Hiring power to look beyond confidence and evaluate talent, there's probably some different points of view out there. Now, we're not advocating that people start tooting their own horns, you know, ad nauseum. That's not the point. Because when when you just talk about yourself all the time, that is a clear lack of confidence. And it, it can be a career killer. But assuming that you already are among those talented and competent professionals, Here are some proven strategies to help you begin to demonstrate a higher level of confidence so that you could move up in the next level of your career. The first one is to participate at meetings. And if you're a student listening to this, that could also mean participate in the classroom. And if necessary, prepare some data or some comments ahead of time so that you'll have something relevant to say. Force yourself to speak more often than you normally do even if you consider it too much. 
And it's doubly true if you are an introvert. And I can say this for sure just from conducting so many uh, meetings for Be The Star You Are is that the volunteers and the teens who come to meetings and really speak out, whether they're saying something that is completely true or not, they seem to be more talented in what they do. And interestingly, the other volunteers look to them as being the leader. So most often these people are elected the leaders of things. That kind of gives you pause when you start thinking about its election time and politicians, how they are. Now, check the news. When you know the latest about the world news, you know, company updates, the stock market, sports scores, whatever, you'll be able to make some small talk. So for women, if you know a little bit of sports, you can jump right into a dialogue. For men, maybe you know something about the latest fashion or some cooking thing that you really like or some stats about women in the workplace. And then most people will assume you don't, you know, that you are just ahead of the game. So you need to prove that they're wrong, that if, that if they think that you don't know what you're talking about, you have to prove them wrong that you do know what you're talking about. You want to also kind of make a beeline for the person who's standing solo. At a networking event, after you get your beverage, go and talk to someone who is standing alone. Chances are they may be feeling as lost as you are. Ask how long they've been involved in the organization or how they spend their time. Uh, as opposed to, don't just say, so what do you do, you know? Or don't just ask where they're from or please don't ask what's their sign. <laughs> Get the conversational ball rolling, but just remember to do your part. And that is first to listen and then you need to talk. Now, the one of the most important things that has been found is to sit in the front row um, some teachers actually joke that students who sit in the front will get automatic A's. I know I was always one of those people that I always wanted to sit in the front row, mostly because I didn't want the distraction of other people in front of me. I wanted to hear what was said, and I wanted to see the board. But what's interesting, according to these studies, is that most people, and not just students, when they enter a conference, a training session, or a meeting, they sit at the back. And what happens is they miss out on a lot. So resist the urge to hide out and instead be a presence at whatever event you're attending. That way you can ask questions, you can chat with your peers, you can introduce yourself to the presenter. And if you act like a person who deserves some attention, you will get it. And for me, I, I mean, this has worked really well throughout my life. I mean, I like sitting in the front, but I've met some really fascinating people. I've been able to contribute to some interesting books, all because I participated at a conference or a meeting. Also, I've won, a, I've won awards. You know, when they're giving a drawing and they just pick somebody, I was right there. So I've, yeah, I've gotten the award. So dress nicely. Being carefully groomed can immediately boost your confidence. And if you don't know what that means in your world, it's worth the investment to go and check it out, to look at magazines, go to a nice store, if, it, if necessary, even to perhaps hire a stylist. You want to dress like a notch above your customers, your colleagues, and your clients, but without looking like you are headed you know, to another job interview or a wedding or something. Focus on your contribution. Get your attention off yourself by adding value to other people's projects and priorities. 
whether it's a brainstorming meeting, a company gathering, a community event, doing something for someone else is always very classy. And then get your speaking um, skills down. If you know, if you don't hire a speaking coach or you don't take some classes, you can always join join uh, Toastmasters. I do a lot of coaching for people for speaking, and your whole life you're going to have to speak, so you're going to need that. And just remember that neither promotions. Losing weight, finding soulmates, writing books, or becoming a billionaire is going to ensure your happiness. Nothing ensures happiness. No destination is great enough. No dream will come true enough for you because happiness is not a present at the start of the journey. It is a present at the end. And the busier that someone is, the faster time flies. The less they worry, the more friends they have, the farther they travel, the quicker they rebound, and the richer they become. And most of all, the happier they are. So get your passport ready. Get out the confidence crown and wear it. Wear it. And, you know, as I said earlier with Father Allen, sometimes we just have to put that smile on our face, even when we're not feeling like it, and fake it till you make it. So you are able to do what others say you can't. Thanks for being great listeners and allowing us into your life each week. Make sure you're tuned here to World Talk Radio and Star Style, Be the Star You Are, with Heather Brittany and I, and we are your personal growth success coaches, bringing you expert advice and fabulous authors that are renowned around the globe. You can change your life, and we hope to help you make your dreams come true. Our aim is always to encourage, inspire, inform, and motivate. See beyond your physical being. Know you are already a star. And cherish the past, dream of the future, and celebrate every second of your life. And read a book this week, and I recommend From Blues to Smiles to Joy. Until next week when we celebrate again, remember that love always wins, kindness always prevails, and smiles keep us happy. My name is Cynthia Bryan. This is Star Style. Be the star you are. And I encourage you to sparkle and shine. You are a star. Be one. Thank you for tuning in every week for the Power Hour on Star Style, Be the Star You Are. Our goal is to inspire, inform, entertain, and motivate you to reach for the stars and shine brightly. For further information, visit www.starstyleradio.com. You're invited to our Power Party next week and every week right here on the World Talk Radio Variety Channel with the dynamic duo, the Oprah of the Airwaves, Cynthia Bryan, our health hero, Heather Brittany, and the pioneers on the planet. We'll pour more champagne for the spirit with positive, uplifting, life-changing radio. Until we play again, be the star you are. You are.